The following is brought to you in part by MFC Studios. The views of the show's host and guests do not necessarily reflect those of the management, owners, or staff of this radio station. And now, it came from the radio. And welcome once again to It Came From The Radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. With me in the GBB studio, we have none other than L-Man, Jane Feldy. It's so good to be here. And we have the man on the inside, uh, the man on the side. You're not on the inside, right? You're just, right? You're just man on the side? I'm inside something. You're inside I'm, something. I'm in a place. Yes. So the yes. man on the side who's also inside. Yes. Okay. I'm on the side and inside. That would be Hassan. That is exactly correct. Not inside my hey. inside. says. <laughs> I'm celibate. I'm touching that one. <laughs> I'm not going there. So this, <laughs> okay, prude. On this week's show, <laughs> we have another uh, Chris Wosley's Chris Picks for Crackle. We have another Jay Burley segment. And our senior correspondent, Charlie Saladino, who should be gingerly walking into the studio soon, um, <laughs> will have interviews from the uh, Trek Long Island Convention. Before we do any of Mark, that, yes. Mark, all our ginger walking days are over, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of us are gingerly going anywhere anymore. So, but before we do any of that, we have to take it away with the news. It's more than time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of uh, Sci-Fi.Radio. That's Sci-Fi for your Wi-Fi. As well as the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are the official radio show of. Celebrating over 26, 7, however many years it is, of pop culture and this and complex stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention is scheduled for December the 16th, which is their Big Apple Christmas Con. Also, um, well we're going to give our shout-outs for our Patreons, of which there are. Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous Resident Media, Unchikun, Shadow Rabbit Art, Yasmin Array, Rosa, The Hurricane. If you want to get your own shout-out, go to our website, www.kingfriend.com. A little button on there takes you right to our Patreon page. Also on uh, the It Came From The Radio website, you can uh, buy my book, Designated, which is about two warring alien races uh, fighting over a newly discovered power source. The war finds itself, uh, itself to the planet Earth and the humans gain abilities as a result. Also, we're gonna have I some, heard of that. Yeah. Also, we're going to do some house cleaning. Um, we have our big show, which is going to be on August the 13th. We'll be giving away free tickets to some uh, conventions. We'll be giving away passes to the uh, Long Island Tropicon, which is um, on August 18th, 19th, and 20th. So for more information, go to www.litropiccon, with two Cs, dot com. We're also going to give away uh, tickets to the Long Island Doctor Who convention, which is August 18th, 19th, and 20th. And that's more information. Go to www.longislanddoctorwho, all spelled out, dot com. And we're also going to give away tickets to the Route 110 comic show. Um, that's on, on August the 20th. So on our big show, which is the 13th, make sure you go and check us out. Listen to us live, and you can win some uh, free passes. And finally, finally, on the second Wednesday of next month, which will be August the 9th, uh, myself and Elman Jenny Felby and probably our senior correspondent Charlie Saladino will be at our live show, courtesy of the East Meadow Public Library in East Meadow, New York, Long Island. Uh, at 7 p.m., we're going to have uh, Mindbender and Mentalist Robin Channing will be there live. So join us 
You can come down, be part of the show, and you might be able to win a private one-on-one -on -one reading in our free raffle just by being part of the audience. That's <sighs> a lot. So now I can take it away at the news. <laughs> uh, let's see. We always start off with the sad news. We only have one bit of sad adjacent news because it's uh, from the sad news follow-up department. In a recent episodes, in recent episodes of our show, available on www.camefromradio.com, haha, we have been covering actor Julian Sands' disappearance and his ultimate death as his body was found in the San Gabriel Mountains of five months after going on a hike. Turns out that the official cause of death on his uh, death streak will be uh, classified as undetermined, so no one will ever know hmm. what really happened to him on those mountains. Hmm. Wow, that's uh, sounds like a cover up. <laughs> this that is opening like the family door. got to them first and said, "Look, no one's telling anybody how this happened." I saw the spark in uh, Jen's eyes. What, what were you? Also, were well, you I was going to start that? speculating on oh. a death, and then it's like, "Wait, is it uncouth to start talking about maybe bears eating another human?" And I started thinking maybe I should just pass and just keep my mouth shut on this one. Okay, well, <laughs> that's there's it. just been there's there's been a recent, but it's in Yellowstone though, so it's nowhere near there, but. There, there just been a recent bear attack in Yellowstone where they found a woman, uh, a woman's remains uh, by a hiking trail. Wow! And they're like, "Uh oh." <laughs> what was remains? We don't what usually. Is, what is the I bear? Don't, not, I don't know the details. What is the bear not it, eat they, like skin, nails? Man, I don't know the details. The, is he on the, the keto bear diet? eats whatever the bear wants. Mm -hmm. And then and then walks away and leaves it there. So <laughs> bear goes. You know, I, but they but I. <laughs> Bear eats the what rangers bear wants. know what a what a bear victim looks like, so they know that. So they had to close like that entire um, uh, touristy uh, tract of of Yellowstone down to find the bear. Which okay. I don't know how you do that. You said that <laughs> but, you said that the rangers know what bear victims look like. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. can you guess? <laughs> can you guess what they look like? I, I don't think he wants to guess. I don't. I don't think he wants I, I to guess. I can guess. And we have our senior totally correspondent, uh, Charlie Saladino, gingerly walking in. He's not he's not settled yet. He's still he's still gingerly walking. Charlie Charlie knows <laughs> what a bear victim looks like. Charlie Charlie cannot hear anything right now because he's he's playing with the headphones. Can you hear us now, there, Charlie? You can relay that to him. Charlie cannot hear us. <laughs> can you hear us, Charlie? Can you hear us? Are you able to hear us at all in any way, shape, or form? He's saying he's saying no. No. How about that? Can you hear us now? No? All right, well, uh, Jen's going to fix that, but we're going to take our break, so we'll, we'll play with this for a little bit. So we're going to be right back with Came From Radio. Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com. Hi, this is Sue Lee from Face Off Season 2. You're listening to It Came From The Radio. My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn. This is Quentin Flynn, a popular voice actor known for Axel. Come on! Uh, and riding from the Metal Gear series. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Stick around. Now, back to our show. There we go. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio. Let's show the big apple con. Did that, did that work? I don't know if it worked. It did not work. It will work. Okay. Just not right now. So I apologize uh, for stuff not working. Yeah. 
All right, let's do it now. On Saturday, August 12th from 12 to 5 p.m., come on down to Jay and Silent Bob's Secret Stash and join Heroes for Causes and Tacoholics in supporting the American Cancer Society's Gold Together for Childhood Cancer. There will be guest artists drawing commissions, silent auction items, photo ops with cosplayers, and more fun for the whole family, all in support of a great cause. We'll see you Saturday, August 12th from 12 to 5 p.m. at the Secret Stash in Red Bank, New Jersey. And remember, you are the heroes that inspire us. There we go. So that works. So welcome back to the Game on Real, the official Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me in the WGBB studio live. We have our senior correspondent who is now all hooked up. Hey, how are you? We have Elman Jenny Felby. Good to see you here. And we have the man on the side, on the phone, Hassan Godwin. Yay, everything's great. All right, so let's let's do uh, the regular news. Phew. So let's see. From the One Strike and You're Out follow-up department, none other than Snoop Dogg has canceled two of his upcoming shows, meant to celebrate the 10th anniversary of his Doggy-style uh, Doggy album in solidarity of the ongoing writers and actors' strike. Snoop says, We regret to inform you that due to the ongoing strike and the uncertainty of when this will be over, we need to cancel the Hollywood Bowl show. We continue to stand in solidarity with all our brothers and sisters in the WGA and the SAG after AFTRA after uh, during the difficult time and remain hopeful that the AMPTP will come back to the negotiating table with a real proposal and we'll all get back to work. It's an exciting time, but streaming got to get there but together because I don't understand how you get paid off of that. But can someone explain to me how you get a billion streams and not get a million dollars? That's doesn't make sense to me. I just want to speak that in the music industry, we, but, <laughs> that's effed up. And we need to find a way to figure it out. The writers strike because streaming, uh, they can't get paid. Of note, the previous writers and actors strike uh, lasted 95 days, way back in 1980. And of this recording, we are on day 90 of the writers strike and day 16 of the actors strike. Mm. I know you're a fan of Snoop Dogg, right, Jen? I am. I, uh, this mentor I had used to call me Snoopalina because she said I reminded her of Snoop Dogg and Angelina. <laughs> and she knew me since I was a little kid. So thank you so much. Um, but enough about me. Um, I actually had a vision of the streamer, the streaming networks like Hulu and Netflix being restructured or like taken down somehow. I'm not saying this is like a psychic prediction, but that's basically kind of what he's suggesting that, you know, it it's really their fault. Re redesigned from the, from the ground up. Yeah, like Spotify, Netflix, you don't make any money at, at all. I mean, uh, Bob Sinclair is a, is a massive artist. In, in 1980, he made, you know, tons of money from records, CDs, uh, 1990, early 2000, uh, now like nothing. So maybe we, they can just break the system. I don't know, we'll find out. What about you, Charlie? What do you think of this? Well, you know, I had to, uh, you know, just alter my plans uh, next weekend because uh, the uh, Vegas thing with the um, the writers and the uh, the actors, uh, we didn't know who was going to show up. Nobody's giving interviews. Right. And uh, so uh, I'm staying home next. I'm not going to Vegas. Uh, first of all, I don't want to, you know, cross any lines with the unions. Right. Because I'm a big union fan. But... Uh, you know, I'm not going to Vegas and not getting uh, the people who I want, you know, for the interviews, which are, there's no interviews. Right. So mm. it would be just like, oh, hi, how are you? What is Take this a picture. In, in Vegas? There's a it's Star a bit, Trek convention going yeah. on. Oh. And it's supposed to, supposed to be like monumental. There's supposed to be like everybody who was ever on a Star Trek 
uh, Star Trek thing was uh, yeah, not anymore. Be Act- there, because of the strike, actors are not allowed. Because of the strike, they don't know who's going to be there, who's mm-hmm. not going to be there. And definitely, what Mark was telling me, there's no interviews. Wow. Yeah. So, Hassan, what two cents you got on this? Can I make a correction to something you just said? What did I say? You said you said a doggy style album. No, was, no, no, Bob Sinclair. Oh no, he he. You said you said that Snoop Dogg was celebrating his doggy style album, the ten no. year anniversary of his doggy style. Thirtieth, thirtieth. Oh, okay. You said ten. Oh. Oh, okay. I okay. That's all I wanted to correct. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did you I say to, 10, but I, you sounded nothing like him when you were. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to do the calculations this entire time. Like, yeah, wait yeah, a minute. good ear. Good okay, ear. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. So do you um, have something else to, to add to that besides uh, pointing out my uh, my shortcomings? I just well, we're, we're broadcasting. I just want to I want to speak the truth. Yes, I, speak what, the truth. I, Why don't you call? Solidarity with the writers and the actors. I I I think it's terrible. What's happening? And I think that the studio's trying to mess them out of uh, uh, their residuals is absolutely terrible. Yeah. I think we're in for, like, as you said, Mark, many times, we're in for a long slog. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to come up we're going to come up with a drought very quickly. You know, we're just going to run out of material. Right? Just like at the beginning of the pandemic when, you know, when, every, when productions all stopped and about three or four months in, we just ran out of shows to watch. I didn't you ran anything. out of everything. There's a there's an abundance of things to watch if you watch independent movies. Right. <laughs> and if you don't, you're yeah. in some serious trouble. Well, you know, just switch it up. Watch some bad movies. So, so, uh, 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 so speaking I, no of, choice. So speaking of movies, from the That's a lot of nuts <laughs> department, <laughs> the new Barbie film has taken the number one spot. In a domestic box office, pulling in $162 million in ticket sales in its first week of release, beating out the new drama Oppenheimer, which has uh, opened up in the number two spot with $82 million. For those of you keeping track, the Super Mario Brothers movie is still the highest grossing film of this year with $574 million and counting, followed by the new animated Spidey sequel with $375.7 million. The aforementioned Barbie comes in at number seven. Oppenheimer uh, fills in a 19th slot. Um, of note, Barbie is the record holder for the biggest opening weekend of the year beating out the Super Mario Brothers movie at $146 million. Girl power. So I remember... Yeah, baby. <laughs> I remember when everybody was like, the Barbie film is going to tank, it's no. going to be terrible, no. and then all of a sudden it just made a big bag of money. Um, did any of you guys see the Barbie film? Hassan? I did not. Jen's nodding. I want to. Charlie? No. You want to, okay. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of controversy. I heard it's like kind of... Male bashing, but maybe it's satirical male bashing. I, I want to see. I want to see if this is like another woke agenda putting men down because I see on Netflix all over the place all these shows. It's just a bunch of men glorifying women as like these heroes, and there's not much glorification of men. So I want to see if it sticks with that narrative. So from what I've heard, mm-hmm. and I probably have no intention of watching this, but mm-hmm. if it falls its way into my my viewing, I might take a look. Um, it uh, mm-hmm. it's it's Mattel. Wanting their cake and eating it too, <laughs> because they're like you know they have to say that uh, Barbie is a feminist empowerment, and at the same time uh, Barbie is just a doll they play, that people play with. So they have to be like you know it's it's sexist well, and not sexist at the same time. Well, I I think the whole premise is just like when they tried to put the Brady Bunch in modern times. 
So this is what's happening with uh, Bobby. I will eventually see it because uh, uh, out of curiosity and just because I am a Bobby girl in a Bobby world. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) But I would see it out of curiosity. A lot of great actors, and uh, Margot's in. I love her. Yeah. So um, Ryan Gosling. You know. Yeah. But I have to say this: I will see Oppenheimer before Bobby. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um. So moving on. I saw Oppenheimer. Oh, you did. Oh, you did. All right. So how I was did. that? Was that was that worth being a number two movie? I mean, it's 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 uh, it's about a guy who invented the <laughs> atomic bomb. So it's not a it's. It's not a family movie, let's just say. Yeah. And it's very long. The last hour is like fantastic, and it moves really fast. But you got to go through a lot of popcorn before you can get to that last hour of of it moving. Oh, okay. Um, but it's a you know it's a very it, it's a very good Nolan movie. It's probably my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Ooh. And and to to clarify, since you're saying that uh, Barbie actually beat Oppenheimer, yes was always predicted to beat it because the Nolan movies are in their own niche. Right. And so for a Nolan movie, this movie did extremely well, even though it's number two, even though it comes in under right. Barbie and at number two. Right. So it, it's a good it's a good turnout for him. I'm happy for the Barbie stuff. I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. I will go see it. I just haven't uh, get, uh, had the opportunity to go see it yet. But I did see Oppenheimer, and it is. I wish I went to see Barbie because even though Oppenheimer was really good, I walked out looking, look, looking at the skies. You know, like oh, man, we're gonna get nuked any minute. Wow! Now, so. Wow! Uh, yeah, All it's right. pretty bleak. So fair enough, fair enough. So let's say so. So moving on from the, let's put them all on a boat department. None other than San Diego Comic Con has announced that they have teamed with Entertainment Cruise <laughs> Productions to produce. Comic-Con The Cruise, which is described as a new experience launching in 2025 that will bring fans and creators together on a five-day cruise experience from Tampa, Florida to Cosmo Cosmo? in Mexico on board Royal Caribbean's Serenade of the Seas. Executives say, with a stellar reputation for producing fan events on the ocean, we are excited that Entertainment Cruise Productions has developed Comic-Con The Cruise to be a truly newly, truly new one kind of event. What did you say? <laughs> Comic-Con <laughs> is unrivaled in creating a community that brings people together for experiences you can't find anywhere else. Comic-Con The Cruise is a place where lifelong memories and new friendships will be made, bringing people together over their shared dedication to comics and popular arts. Fans will become part of the story with unprecedented opportunities to interact with actors, creators, authors, and more. See them in settings and showcases unlike anywhere else. Uh, Cabin rates for Comic-Con The Cruise will begin you want you want to take a guess at this? How much will that cost? Uh, I was going to say like the Star Wars Hotel, twenty five grand. Uh, All right, so, uh, Charlie thinks twenty five grand. Uh, Hassan, how much do you think uh, it'll begin? Prices. Uh, three thousand. Three thousand. I'll, I'll up it. Yeah. Without without cheating, Jen, because you have the paper in front of you. I you cheat. Want? I already know. You already know. All right. So how much how much is the the cruise going to be per person? Nine hundred and ninety dollars. <laughs> and that's a double. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a double occupancy, so that's already two thousand dollars 
for one room, uh, which includes that's not that's all not as bad as how Charlie had it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Does it include <laughs> lifeboats? It, that's mm-hmm. right. It includes performances. That's what I, my first question would be. Interviews, parties, and events presented on the cruise, plus all meals. Uh, further information can be found on the website. So it may, it, it should include lifeboats. I don't. I think that's. I think that's the first thing it should mention. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing I would ask. Violence. But yeah, I always said the. I always said the best thing to do is to build a submarine that looks like a cruise liner, <laughs> and just not tell the, the passengers. Yeah. And halfway through the <laughs> through the cruise, it just dives. Oh my and god! People freak the heck out. Yeah, it would be awesome. <laughs> the first time. Yeah, the first time. <laughs> so, all right. So, would you go on a cruise for Comic-Con for five days, a Comic-Con cruise? Having been, um, you've been to New York Comic-Con. Would you well, do that? Yeah, if I got back with my ex-boyfriend uh, for the very low price of $990 or, or, or maybe double that, <laughs> I can now have a way to have him disappear <laughs> and also have all the meals I want to eat. He does That's not get cool. a lifeboat. All right. <laughs> I mean, if he wants a lifeboat, it's okay. It's up to him. I don't, you know, I don't really care. It's up to him. <laughs> oh Lifeboats are optional. <laughs> Charlie, what do you got? I'm, I'm liking her. It's a pretty good well, deal. Well, I just want to say because <laughs> you know how much I love Comic Con. Yes. But you, I just want to say that uh, they're not the first. They're just biting off of the Mob Movie Con because I will be going on a Mob Movie Con cruise really? slash the Sopranos cruise. They were the first to come out with that, and it's happening April 9th. Wait, what? You're gonna go on a cruise? Uh-huh. Is that a good idea? Hell yeah! <laughs> what happened to the term <laughs> "sleep with the fishes"? You don't. You're, go, you're going closer oh to my the fishes. God. I, hey, I didn't say that, guys. He did. <laughs> that was Mark, uh, Mark Torres, and he <laughs> lives in Far Alkaline. So, uh, but uh, no, no. The Mob Movie Con. The last time I went to uh, Atlantic yeah, City, I remember. What that. a blast! I. I'm but big, it wasn't in a boat. A big, yeah. I know. I'm a big, big mob, uh, a gangster movie fan. Okay. I've been watching that all my life. They they had that idea last year, and it's finally happening. Happening. Okay. Uh, how many people love The Sopranos? You know, it's the mob movie con slash and Soprano. What's con. the final destination? Alcatraz? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hassan, would you? Uh, now, let me clarify yeah, this. I am not coming up with these. <laughs> it is not me. But no, I, I, uh, it's, I don't know where it is, but it's someplace nice, Bermuda, Bahamas. Someplace nice, you know, <laughs> great. Anywhere you can uh, <laughs> Any, uh, clean up money, <laughs> money laundering. Nobody finds you. Switzerland. What, what, yeah. do you, what do you got, Hassan? You gonna go on the on a cruise? No, I'm just I'm just let me say yeah, okay. that that <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, here. this comes out and now Comic Con. Right. Is like, oh wow, yeah, chicken, you know. Hassan. Go ahead, I'm done. You're up, Hassan. What do you got? Uh, no. I just think it's cool that we can have Pokemon and missing persons in the same sentence, and I want to make that happen. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Um, <laughs> I think I think you should just go for the excitement of it. I, and if you want to do what you said with Comic Con. This other cruise is the perfect place to do that. I have a lot of people to cover. Yeah, there you go. So I'll, I, I'll be an alibi. You know so that. So speaking of uh, Comic-Con, for our last bit of news, because <laughs> we're almost out of time for a news segment, <laughs> from the is it, is it Real or Is It Memorex Department, at San Diego Comic-Con, an artist was asked to leave having AI in their work. 
what's odd about this is that looking at right. their work on social media, the artist is pretty good without the AI. So they decided to do an AI art. They were, you know, they had a table at San Diego Comic Con, the biggest convention in the entire United States, and they got kicked out. Well, they're not paying an artificial intelligence; they're paying him. So Hassan says good. Charlie says they're good. Paying, they're good. paying good. Yeah, good. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Mark, you. You. I, I always I have to play the devil's yeah. advocate because you know. Just yeah, I respect. I respect real art. I don't like to see people yeah. who basically just steal others' yeah. ideas and just pay for something to get credit for this, it. Yeah, this yeah. is exactly a big excuse not to show up now. Artificial intelligence. It's the bottom line. It's a big excuse not to show up. Oh, I'll let them do it for me. So I think the well, problem with the artificial intelligence. I'll be really quick about this. Okay. It's not. It's not intelligent. It's not a, a computer system or a program that learned and now can do things more proficiently than human beings. It's an aggregated system of, of data sets that's scraped from the Internet, and it, and it just aggregates all that information together so that they can write and draw and do code and, and do legal work and all that other stuff. So, and, and nobody asked permission for these, for these data sets to be used to enhance the, the performance capability of mid-journey or you know or, or the other platforms so basically it's all unethical because it's stolen work a lot of it's stolen copywritten work a lot of it's stolen copywritten work that will now be used to steal money from the mm. people who held the original copyright so it's all unethical but that's well the, that's the thing about ai all right, so that would be Hassan's final thought. Uh, yeah. Senior correspondent Charlie Sander, you got a final thought? I just, uh, my prayers go out for whoever was on the Southern State in that accident. There was ambulances and uh, uh, cops. I, I'm praying for you guys oh, and uh, all that uh, good stuff. Jen, final oh, thought? still crazy. My final thought is you want to support humans or you want to support robots? <laughs> Which one is it? Good thought. <laughs> all right, so for everybody listening to us live, we will see you uh, next week. For those of you listening everywhere else, We'll be back with more. It came from the radio. Hi, this is Ellen Dubin, star of Lex, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Keep listening. Now, back to our show. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. I'm at Trek Long Island Live and very honored to be with this lovely, lovely lady. <laughs> Barbara Luna, who just yelled quiet on the set for everybody. Anyway, Barbara, we have met at the um, WinterCon. Luna, Luna, yeah. Luna. <laughs> Luna, yes, I do. We have met at the WinterCon, and uh, since then, what have you been doing? Oh, my gosh, since WinterCon. Well, you know, we were prior to COVID, so when you say, what have you been doing? <laughs> it's like the last three years of an absolute blur. But since WinterCon, probably my usual, I probably did, perhaps did a couple of more conventions, but um, when I retired as an actress after being on One Life to Live for quite some time in the role of Maria Roberts, which I totally miss, I loved her so much. Anyway, um, I called up my agent when I was done with One Life to Live and I said, I'm done. I want a life without you. I don't want to be on call. I want to know what it is to travel, to go to Europe, not have to come back for a job or an interview. So I have been 
I, I, when I retired, I thought, what am I going to do? I, I, I'm not a person who can do nothing. So I am a member of the Thalians. It's an organization. Right, that's the, the mental illness. Uh, oh, Charles, you're yeah. so good. It was started by Debbie Reynolds in the right. 50s. Anyway, so the one of the ways that we raised money was to um, honor somebody every year. So one year, shortly after I retired, we honored Roger Moore. Because I knew so many of the Bond people, the Bond girls, and so on and so forth, I practically produced that event, and I thought, this is what I'm going to do. That's what I want to do. I want to give back. I don't want to charge anybody any money. I want to be a volunteer. So I have been helping to organize autograph shows and charity events. So basically, that's what I do. I wake up when I want to. I go to sleep when I want to. When somebody says, well, what time do you get up? My answer is, well, I don't know. It depends on what time I go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I've been having a good time, basically, right. is what I've been doing. Right. Like this, like yeah. being here at Trek Long Island. Which I wanted to talk to you about. I don't know if my, our fans know the seasoned actress I'm I'm interviewing now, but Barbara started at eight years old. You were in uh, uh, South, South Pacific, Pacific, right? And um, since then, uh, Zorro, the FBI, Hawaii Five-0, Fantasy Island, Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and in 1967, you get a role as uh, Marlena Moreau in Mira Mira in Star Trek. Tell us about that. Oh my goodness, Marlena Moreau, you know, being part of Star Trek, I mean, this more than likely will be my legacy. I mean, I've worked with Frank Sinatra, Spencer Tracy, Jimmy Stewart, Omar Sharif, and according to the fans, it's like, oh, okay, but let's talk about William Shatner and Star Trek. <laughs> it's like the most important thing, and I totally get it. And that's really because, you know, everybody says, Star Trek is such a phenomena. If you really watch classic Star Trek, the stories, no racism, they, 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 they fight for what is right. And when I was offered the role of Marlena Moreau, I thought, now this is very interesting. It didn't occur to me. I learned that in the sci-fi world, there is no racism. There's, they, they fight for what is right. And I had actually worked with Mark Daniels prior to Star Trek. Uh, he directed me in a Mission Impossible. So when I was offered the role, it suddenly started to dawn on me. I thought, my God, Marlena Moreau is just a woman. She's not going to talk like this. I don't have to have an accent like I've been doing in Zorro and the High Chaparral. And I was like the flavor of the month for the Westerns. When I arrived in Los Angeles, I really, I hit it at the right time, you know, because of my ethnicity. When you look at me, uh, I've been told I have a very unique look. You can't really decipher what I am because my daddy is from Manila, his mother from Spain. So on my daddy's side, it's Spanish, Portuguese, Filipina. And on my mother's side, it's Italian, Hungarian. So that mixture gave me a look that you couldn't really that pin down. That makes you absolutely beautiful. Oh, <laughs> Charles, you little sharp-tongued devil, you. Uh, no, thank you. But it, it did. It gave me yeah. a career because I played Vietnamese, Chinese, Japanese, Indian, right. Mexicans, and so on and so forth. So I must say I've been blessed. I'm very thankful to my parents, even, even as far as my nails are concerned. Right. Everybody thinks they're fake, but they're not. <laughs> so, so, Barbara. Um, Luna. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. In all the times. Yes, Luna. I am so I sorry. I tell you why. It's so, so silly. 
Barbara is a pretty name. B-A-R-B-A-R-A. Barbara. But we're Americans. So people here say, Barbara. Barbara. So I think Luna is more fitting. So all of my friends always call me Luna. I know it's hard to get used to, but I do prefer Luna. Well, Luna, thank you so much for letting me call you, Luna. And um, I just want to um, end off with where people uh, can find you, where people... I want you to know that I watch TV. You know, I come home from work, I watch TV, and all of a sudden, oh, here's Luna. There's Luna. There's Luna. I, wa I watch all the classics and stuff like that. You're all over the place. Where can people see you and get in touch with you if they have to? Okay. Um, I am, of course, on Facebook. I am the only Barbara with two capital B's, capital B-A-R, capital B-A-R-A. Um, I also have BarbaraLuna.com is my website, BarbaraLuna.com. Um, but because I, I did retire after one life to live, so I'm not current, but yes, I am all over. There's me TV, there's Sci-Fi Channel. I mean, it's true. Whenever I turn on TV, it's like, oh my God, there I am. So, but in terms of anything current, no. But I do attend a lot of autograph shows um, from here after Trek Long Island, and I must thank. Stephanie Gangone, or Stefania, as she prefers, and Edwin Thrower for putting this together and inviting Classic Trek ladies. Um, Franz Nguyen is here, Tanya Lamani is here, Sandra Gimbel is here. So hopefully we'll, well, I don't know when this is going to be airing, but... Um, well, I'll let you know, because we're on Facebook together, so oh. I'll message you. Yes, we're here today, Saturday and Sunday. What are, where are we? May 2021, 2023. And then the Hollywood show is July 30, August 1. No, I'm sorry. June 30, July 1 in Los Burbank Marriott in California. And next year I will be at Shore Leave in Baltimore, Maryland. In fact, the, the promoter is here, Don Ramsey. He surprised me. Um, and then, of course, there's the creation show in Las Vegas. Right. Uh, August, I believe it's two, three, four, and five, that's, something like that, of this be year. Show. You know, it'll be the first time that I'm going to be appearing there in, I think, five or six years, and I'm really looking forward to that. Right. Um, and that's it, Charles. That's I love it. seeing you again. Oh, my we God. We were together at WinterCon. I love seeing you again. Yeah, it's yeah, been no, five or six was, years. We had a blast, but, yeah. And you look wonderful. Oh, and you look beautiful as thank always. Thank you. Stay healthy. And I want to thank the fans and all the attendees that have come to see me from time to time. I love all of you. Okay, Luna, signing off. Thank you, Barbara Luna. And this is this is Charlie Saladino from it came from the radio. Back to you in the studio, Ma. Ever wanted to enter the world of comics but didn't know where to start? Worry not true believers. We at the comic book school may just have the answer to your questions. Created by comics veteran Buddy Scalera, the Comic Book School is a free online educational resource that helps rising creators learn the craft and business of making comics through resources like forums, interviews, publication opportunities, publisher guidelines, and step-by-step -step blog posts. For more info, please visit our site at www.comicbookschool.com. Be sure to join our forums and follow us on social media while you're there. We'll see you on the message boards. Now, back to our show. Hey, it came from the radio fans. This is Chris Woolsey, the king of streaming, here with another Chris's Picks segment. 
talking about what is popping on Crackle this month. Well, we have got action, action, and more action for you. We have one of the greatest action films of our generation, uh, never before available for free, and that is Mad Max Fury Road, the latest installment in one of the greatest action franchises of all time, starring Charlize Theron and Tom Hardy. This is an amazing film. It won six Academy Awards, among dozens of other awards, uh, which is super rare for an action film. But this one is so amazing. When you watch it, you'll see why. It, it's unbelievable when you realize that the stunts and effects that you are watching are all practical. They're not done with computers. And you watch these unbelievable car stunts and you just think, how was everyone in this film not killed by the end of production? It's rather amazing. Check it out for free on Crackle. Now, if you like your action a little wetter, uh, we are heating up your summer with Shark Fest this month. Dozens of your favorite shark-related titles. Many of them are exclusive to Crackle. You can't see them anywhere else for free. And one of my favorites is Megalodon. This is starring Michael Madsen, of course, from Reservoir Dogs, among dozens of other movies. One of my favorite actors. It's so awesome. Uh, a bunch of scientists stuck in a submarine, run into this giant shark that is so big it has its own zip code and uh, is apparently hungry enough to eat their submarine whole. And so they have to use all of the items they have on the submarine in order to battle this out with this animal and survive. It is amazing. Now, speaking of animals, I love cryptids. And we've got a great one uh, this month about cryptids. And this is The Hunter, starring Willem Dafoe uh, from Pl Platoon, among others, and Sam Neill from Jurassic Park. And this is about a professional hunter who's sent down to Tasmania to follow up on rumors that the Tasmanian tiger, also known as the thylacine, may not be quite as extinct as they say it is. And uh, Willem Dafoe is tasked with capturing one of these animals until he finds out that the company sponsoring this has nefarious plans for this genetic material. Really great, The Hunter, check it out. Willem Dafoe in a different kind of role. Uh, we also have a great horror film. If you like your jump scares a little less wet and a little more on the horror side, uh, we have The Lair. And this is a uh, really good horror movie about a family who is forced to deal with their demons, both metaphorically and literally. Uh, so check out the demon uh, or the the lair. But again, we have all kinds of great shark movies, all kinds of great horror films. If you are looking for action, Crackle's got you covered this month. Again, this has been a Chris's Pick segment, and you can get your Crackle app for free at your favorite app store and watch on your connected TV, your laptop, desktop, mobile device, tablet, wherever you consume media, you can watch Crackle for free. Thanks again, and have a week as great as you are. Bye-bye. Hello, friends. This is Ranger Rob, and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. 
You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today. Now, back to our show. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio, live at Trek Long Island. And I'm here with the one and only and very hysterical Danny Rydell. Danny, how are you today? I'm doing great. Always at a Trek convention, always doing great. Um, I have to ask you this question first. How does, how does one, or let me say this, how does Danny Rydell morph into this this character or this situation in comedy with Star Trek? Well, I, 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 I usually at conventions I will open with the joke, because I always cosplay a seven of nine, and I, uh, I just open up and say I do that because uh, she and I had very similar childhoods when seven of nine was a little girl. Her parents took her into space to study a dangerous unknown alien species. When I was a little girl, my parents sent me to public school in Philadelphia. Uh, and that's an easy lead-in for... Um, uh, just a lot of material that I do about uh, you know my my alcoholism, um, it, things about my youth, and I have a lot of alternate Star Trek punchlines to some existing material, and then I just do a lot of very kind of niche, deep cut Star Trek jokes that really I can only tell here. Um, Otherwise, I would just get crickets. In, a, in a com any comedy club in New York, I would uh, maybe get two people laughing at the joke. Uh, I was hoping Rikers Island was a swingers club. <laughs> so you had two shows uh, yesterday here at the convention. How did that go? It went great. Uh, our second show of the night was a, our late night uh, blue comedy show, blue meaning dirty comedy, and it was just so much fun. Um, usually at uh, conventions, uh, they ask us to be uh, family friendly or thereabouts, and it was a lot of fun to be able to actually tell the uncensored versions of of a lot of the truck jokes and the audience I think had a great great time and Bonnie Gordon hosted and did uh, did some songs in between comics and her songs are, are not only you know she doesn't only have a wonderful voice but it, it's funny so it worked beautifully and we had a really fantastic two fantastic shows last night okay now let's talk about your origin when did you when did you wh what were you doing when they just sat down and say oh this is what I want to do how did that happen I used to uh, I used to do musical theater just as a hobby um, I never wanted to do it professionally and uh, pr but professionally what I did before I became a comic I was an author um, I have one novel published it's called smile and walk away um, uh, you can buy it anywhere online books are sold, not just the obvious place. Um, and that's uh, published by Champagne Book Group. And uh, so I've always been a writer. That was um, that was you know what I wanted to do most of my life. And uh, between that and my love of performing, comedy is just the perfect amalgam of the two. And I really got into it. Um, I'm, I am a recovering alcoholic, and when I uh, quit drinking for the second and hopefully final time, <laughs> I, uh, I, I needed something to do and was like, I, I think I just want to try stand-up comedy. Um, and I wrote some, wrote some Star Trek jokes and uh, told them to my husband who said, those are great jokes, but you could probably only tell them at maybe a Star Trek convention. And I was like, is, is there stand-up comedy at Star Trek conventions? And 
here we are four years later, and yeah, there is. <laughs> now it's uh, now I feel like I'm doing this, you know, every other week now. So, <laughs> Danny, um, let me ask you, what's what's in the future for uh, Danny right now? Uh, I love love uh, I live in um, Midtown Manhattan and I, I love just traveling all over the city and just performing at various venues in New York City um, a, a lot of the comedy audiences in in New York are, are you know a lot of people come to New York to see stand-up comedy and they're just very enthusiastic but I also enjoy traveling because in a lot of other places they're they're less inundated with comedy so then they also you know are just really happy to be out and laughing so uh, basically uh, all in all I just love performing I love creating laughter um, with things I wrote and that's something that's missing as a novelist you don't get uh, you don't get that immediate gratification but um, what I really want to do is um, you know, continue to perform regularly in in my my little hometown of, of New York City and uh, uh, I would love to see uh, uh, seriously nerdy comedy which is something I'm working on with uh, my my comedy partner from who lives in DC Dave McOwen um, cosplays as Data and Dr. Tana um, and also does Star Trek specific cosplay stand-up comedy so um, we um, we would love to have this take off a little bit and ultimately be maybe something you know where we do m more cons in more different places beyond just the East Coast, um, and obviously we'd love to, you know, one day do major Star Trek events, or the Star Trek Day, you know, the events in Vegas, the cruise, whatever. Um, so primarily, I just want to perform. I just want to make people laugh. But uh, if if we can make the Star Trek specific comedy really take off, that that would be a dream. I so agree with you. I think that laughter is the the best medicine you can ever have. In fact, I have a shirt. It's one of my favorites. It says, your powers are useless. The clowns are on my side, which yeah. means if you lose your sense of humor, you're screwed. Danny, you are an amazing lady. You are an amazing comedian. Get all your social media out. I want all our fans to know you. Oh, thank you so much. So, uh, please, yeah, follow me on Instagram. It's uh, at Danny Rydell Comedy, uh, spelled kind of funny. So, uh, it's at D A N I R I E D E L Comedy. Um, I've got uh, got some funny clips up and lots and lots of pictures of me as Seven of Nine. Beautiful, Danny Rydell. Thank you so much for your time and taking uh, in this interview. And uh, um, I loved everything you said about comedy. And go see this lady; she's amazing. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came from the Radio Live at Trek Long Island. Back to you in the studio, Mark. The Comic Book Depot has been in business since 1993. Your one-stop comic book shop for comics, gaming, and collectibles. The Comic Book Depot club membership is $15. It gets you 15% off new comics, back issues, graphic novels, and 10% off comic book supplies. Located at 2847 Jerusalem Avenue in Walton, New York. Contact us on Facebook for curbside pickup because new comics are back. For more information, dial in a call at 516-221-9337. The Comic Book Depot. Now, back to our show. Hey, everybody. This is Jay Bird and Lee, and today we are going to be with Riley, and we're going to be talking about a movie, of course. And it's called Commando. Commando! 1985 movie. It was from 1985? Yeah. 
I think I saw it. Did I see that in a the movie theater? I don't remember. It starred Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. Right? Yeah. So, okay, you've been on an Arnold kick. You've been on a Mel Gibson kick. Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Yeah, Sylvester Stallone kick. So now, what's the deal with uh, Arnold's movie? Can you tell me about Commando? Yeah, so, um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, it started off really just, like, him and his daughter just, like, you know, having fun, Santa's at, uh, at their house, you know, school, all that stuff. Um, but then um, these bad guys show up, and they kidnap the daughter, and they want Arnold to um, do something for him, kill some guy. And then he, then he obviously doesn't kill him, because like, like, he's supposed to go on an airplane, that, and they think he's on the airplane. But he, but he, then he just jumps off the airplane, and he just has to find another way to get there to save his daughter. Right. Yes. So then, when he then when he's on the I- island, like that they're on, because like in South America now or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, he then he just starts shooting all these guys, and, and, and yeah. So, <laughs> so it was an action-packed movie, right? Yeah. So what was your favorite part of it? When he came to the island, and started shooting everyone. Oh my gosh! Really? Yeah, so he, you're like... he was like, he had all these guns. He had bullet. He like he had like um. A vest with like bullets. He had grenades. He had like smoke bombs and everything. So that, and then that was just cool. And he also had like a rocket launcher, and he just kept shooting everything. <laughs> That's so funny because this is stuff that like I grew up on. Like that movie was a huge hit. Commando, Arnold Schwarzenegger, after the Terminator, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And everybody was looking for him. And every movie after. The Terminator, he would say, I'll be back. And he yeah, tr- he said that in this movie. Yeah, he tried to put it in almost every movie that he was in until I think Terminator 2 came out. And that was kind of like the whole thing there. You know? And it was kind of funny because he was definitely a guy who always had that one catchphrase. And uh, it was pretty funny. You know, I think it was it was always thing like, he's kind of cheesy, this is ridiculous, It's it's Arnold. You know, but it was always great action films. Yeah, he had good action films. They made a video game out of it. Yeah, you told me when I was watching the movie. Yeah, I know. I told you when I was watching the movie. I used to play that video game all the time. It was, was it? It was called Commando. It was basically you had to just shoot all these guys from South America and then just keep on and I think save his daughter in the in it. But I never got past like a certain level. I was terrible at it. I'm surprised they didn't even make it. Usually, you know, at the retro games, you would think, like, certain games would be around. You mean remastered? Yeah, you know, you could kind of, like, go to the video games in the Aviation Museum and see those old games. I thought Commando was one of them, but I guess maybe not. So, I don't know. Which uh, video game do you like playing? I like uh, Rolling Thunder. Yeah, I know you're like a big Rolling Thunder fan. It's too funny. Yeah, it's such a good, it's such a good uh, video game. Yeah, I mean, what's um, yeah, it's a, it's a good one for sure. But anyway, back to Commando. Do you feel like Arnold is like awesome in this film? Yeah, he's good. See, when I watched that one, I was like, eh, I don't know if I really like this movie. He's done a ton of films, and I was like, eh, I think I only saw, I only saw it once. In yeah, 1985, you only saw it, yeah, but you've just watched it. Yeah. You know, I saw it once like 30 years ago. I think maybe more, 35? Well, let's see, 15, 38. 38 years ago? Mm-hmm. Man, I'm old. Well, you were only 11 when you saw the movie. Yeah, I don't know. We had the video store. 
We, I don't know. Pop had a video store, and we watch all these movies, and Commando was one of them. You know, it was always Arnold doing stuff, crazy action. You know, he had some really good ones. Now I feel like he's doing okay with films. He's not doing the best because he's getting old, and it's not like the same. Yeah. Like, like, like when I saw the trailer of Indiana Jones, that just he's so, he's so he's like old now. Like, I don't know if he gets. It just doesn't look the same as, like, you know, the 1981, 1984, 1989 movies. Mm-hmm. Well, he was a lot younger back then, you yeah, know. Well he, was, well, he was in his 40s. That's not too young. All right, so would you recommend Commando to anyone who hasn't seen it? Yeah. Would you recommend? Yeah, you would? You'd want them to go back and revisit, too? Yeah. If they have seen it? All right. Okay, well, I guess that's it for today. Yep. All right, bye. Yeah, have a good one. See ya. Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166. Now, back to our show. This is Charlie Saladino live from Trek Long Island, and I'm here with the very, very funny and talented Dave McGowan or Dave McCowan, whichever you want. Yeah, there was there was a there's a funny story, that inside joke. How are you, David? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm a little slice of heaven today. So tell me tell me what's going on in your world. What what are you doing here? Uh, so I am a stand-up comedian and uh, I specialize in doing cosplay comedy. So so I do cosplay as Commander Data from Star Trek, and the idea is that uh, it is actually Commander Data on stage trying to do comedy, and uh, and because he has he has time traveled to the 20th century, he tries to do it as as several 20th famous 20th century comedians, so Rodney Dangerfield and Stephen Wright, etc. 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 So it's a, it's a lot of fun to do. So you did uh, again. We just interviewed shortly uh, a while ago. Shortly a while ago. Yes. Wow. That's, <laughs> I just created a new phrase. We just interviewed Danny, Danny yeah. uh, Rydell, and she was on stage with you, right? Yeah, she's great. Uh, Danny, Danny, and I work together. Uh, we do cons all up and down the East Coast, um, sometimes out into the the Midwest, uh, Columbus, and uh, yeah, she dresses as Seven of Nine. Uh, she she looks way better in that than I do. And uh, and yeah, we just we we love doing nerdy all the nerdy jokes that we can't do the rest of the time. Uh, we we write them down and we go, ah, oh, that's a great joke. I love that joke because we're both nerds, obviously. And uh, and you try them out in the real world and they don't they fall flat and you put them in the con pile and then we get to you know pile those all up and come here and tell them to people who actually get the jokes. <laughs> so so David. When was the first time you knew you were funny? <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, in grade school, when I was trying to avoid bullies, <laughs> it was either it was either be be tough or be funny, and I I, I went funny. So yeah, I I know as you can see, I'm vertically challenged. So that was the way I had to go. Good point. Yeah. So where where else do you perform when you're not doing the Star Trek thing? Uh, so I'm based in Washington D.C. in 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 Maryland actually. So uh, you can find me all around D.C. We're actually 
at AwesomeCon, which is our one of our local cons, uh, Shore Leave in Timonium uh, slash Hunt Valley, which is Baltimore next month. But other than that, uh, yeah, just just around DC. I've, I've done the DC Improv a couple of times, um, and just kind of uh, shows and showcases and mics around there. I work with a uh, a veterans group, a military veterans group called the Armed Services Arts Partnership, ASAP, ASAP.org, uh, and I teach for them as well. So, uh, so nerdy comedy, regular comedy, veteran comedy. Um, I, I, I do a lot. <laughs> All right, so um, we we want to let everybody know who you are, what you're about. So get your social media out there. Yep. Uh, so it's Dave McOwen Comedy, uh, either dot com or on Instagram. And uh, Danny and I are starting up a group called Seriously Nerdy Comedy. That's also dot com and on Instagram uh, for our cosplay stuff. So that'll be up real soon. Beautiful. David, thank you so much for taking time out and talking with us, and uh, I wish you luck. Thank you. It's, it's amazing to be here. I love, I love new cons. I love the, the, the energy of a, a brand-new little intimate con. Uh, it's, it's, been a, it's been an absolute joy. Beautiful. All right. I'm throwing it back to you, Mark, because this is Charlie Saladino Live from Trek, Long Island, and back to the studio with our leader, Mark. <laughs> If you had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla! Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on the Came From the Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show, tough. go to our newly revised website, www.itcamefromradio.com. The archives will be up in a week or so. Check us out on such places as btd.radio, sci-fi.radio, indievolt.com, centraloregonradio.com. Check us out on our places such as Facebook, Instagram, YouTube page, Twitter. And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or... Just Google, it came from the radio. And we'll see you next week. You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast.